A lot of times when we hear about ghost stories, the setting is an individual in a place that's not being monitored. There aren't other people around. And an encounter occurs. One that can't really be proven or backed up by another individual because it's a very personal thing. It happened to one person. It's not every story, but I would say 70 to 80% of ghost stories that I've heard have that sort of a dynamic to them. Today's episode is nothing like that. In fact, both of our stories take place in group settings. Both of them to groups of women, young women getting together. One of them for a bachelorette party in a very haunted hotel. Another a group of women getting together and staying together in an apartment as roommates and sharing lives together for a period of time. Both situations, very haunted, very freaky, and sometimes very dark. Good stories for you today. It's EPP bonus episode number 424 of Real Ghost Stories Online. My name's Tony Bruschi. Stay with us. When you stay in a hotel, you know, you kind of get whatever room they they give you within the confines of what you requested, a double bed, a king bed, queen bed, whatever it may be. You'll get a room. Hopefully that is you know what you asked for. The number of that room usually not determined until you check in because they're filling it up as they go. What happens when you get the room at the hotel? The hotel that is infamously haunted. And haunted specifically because of an event that took place in a room, a room that you just got the keys to. What do you do when you have the haunted room? That's what we find out in our next story. Take a listen. Approximately one year prior to her murder, I had the opportunity to meet and speak with a woman now deceased for a few minutes. The news of her murder came as a shock to everyone. My story isn't really about her. One of my best friends, the maid of honor, booked a room at a hotel in Toronto, Ontario for a bachelorette party for another friend of ours who was getting married that fall. This union was finalized in May of that year. In any case, I went to the bachelorette party with a group of anywhere from 10, 12 other women. Anna, the maid of honor, Mary, a bride, Kelly, a friend I knew in high school, but hadn't seen in a while until I reconnected with her through Anna and a fourth friend of Anna and Mary. Another girl named Rita all spent the night together at the hotel. Rita has always been someone I've disliked, but I tolerated her because of the close relationship she shared with Anna and Mary. Anyway, Anna arranged for the bachelorette party and hired the hotel for the event, but that wasn't the hotel she had originally chosen. 
Rita insisted that Anna reserve this specific hotel, and more specifically, a room, even though Anna preferred another hotel. It was cheaper than the other hotel Anna was considering, so despite her misgivings, she made the reservation. Eventually learned why Rita had specifically requested this hotel and room for Anna. Since Anna's husband had already departed after leaving her and their son off at the hotel, they were unable to retrieve the three bottles of wine they had left behind. So I went to the store to get wine Anna had requested, and I arrived at the hotel about 10 minutes before Mary did. Mary's now husband, Matt, had brought her there under cover of another pretext. When I arrived at the hotel, I called Anna to find out which room they were staying in, and then I went to the front desk and said I needed to be transported back to the room to meet my friends. Following their directions, I located the elevator and headed to the 19th floor. Prior to that, everything was running smoothly. Things were different by the time I reached the 19th floor, though. As I approached the floor, I was overcome with a sense that something terrible had occurred. I felt as though I may pass out from dizziness. I was also bleeding in some areas. It seemed eerily like I was seeing the death of another person. I finally made it to the room. One of her other friends opened the door. I was drenched in perspiration. My arms felt like they were about to fall off, and the two bottles of booze I was carrying didn't weigh much, but seemed like a ton each. I was exhausted. I was truly on the verge of passing out. My buddy Kelly opened the door for me, and after taking one look at me, she asked, what the hell is wrong with you? Looked like I just finished running a marathon. I had just taken a ride in the elevator. Kelly received the booze and I sat down on the nearest sofa with a water bottle provided by a different acquaintance. When I calmed down a little, I shared my story of the strange encounter I had while strolling down the corridor. Others, like Anna, Mary, Kelly, and Rita, don't seem as astonished as the others. After my encounter with Anna's son, Mary told Rita about my abilities. My abilities to sense the dead. While in this room, I began experiencing new feelings. Perhaps it was coming from the direction of the bedroom. All sorts of emotions flooded through me, including rage, terror, and the stench of a murder. Planned events included Matt bringing Mary to the hotel room under a phony pretext where they would drink until the male stripper, masquerading as a cop, arrived. We had a great time at the strip show and then headed to Bar Burrito, a Mexican restaurant, for dinner. We needed to let the booze wear off because hitting the clubs, so we set off on foot. Even though it was a hot and muggy summer day in downtown Toronto, taking a few steps outside helped me get my bearings after pacing the halls of the 19th floor and processing the emotions I was experiencing there. We laughed a lot and I almost completely forgot about how I'd been feeling. In order to seat everyone, the waitstaff at the restaurant pushed two tables together Mary was at the head of the table, Anna on her right, and I was on the far left. All of my friends were seated in a circle around the table, with Rita sitting next to Anna and Kelly sitting next to me. After settling on some meal and drink options, we passed the time with idle chatter. At the time we waited for our desserts after dinner, Rita brought up the subject of ghosts and the supernatural. Each person shared their thoughts on whether or not they believed in ghosts. Then Rita turns to me and asks, do you believe in the paranormal? Despite the fact that she already knew what I believed, she opted to act like little Miss Know-It-All and tease me. She had previously had the firm believe that I was just trying to get her attention by acting up. 
This had definitely gotten under my skin. Anyway, Rita started ranting about how Anna and Mary told her about the incident described in another story that I had told her. And she thought it was a big joke that I was seeking attention with my ghost stories. And before I could answer that, she already knew that I was an empath and that I could communicate with the other side in some extent. Anna and Mary were irritated by the remark. For the sake of her own mental health, Anna simply urged her to stop talking. Contrarily, Mary defended me. She became a believer after I shared another story with her about my encounter with my grandpa. By asking Rita how I could have known things that only she, Anna, and eventually Anna's husband and Mary's husband knew, Kelly, who also has faith in my talents, defended me by pointing out that no one knows everything and never will unless they experience it for themselves. Rita, being the sardonic person that she is, simply grinned and explained that she had Anna reserve a 19th floor room at this hotel in order to gauge my reaction. She apparently didn't believe in my abilities or that ghosts exist because I didn't see any ghosts. To begin with, we were all confused by Rita's words and had to check with her. Apparently, she told us a murder took place on the hotel's 19th floor in the very room we were staying in and irritated many individuals at the table, including Anna and me. Why? Because Anna was tricked into doing something that could have endangered a friend. For me, this was especially frustrating because I was still learning my craft and how to exert greater control all the time. Still am. This occurrence, I was unable to erect any sort of defense mechanism to protect myself from the overwhelming flood of feelings that I was experiencing in that room and in that hotel. I explained to Rita that my own personal encounters with the supernatural tend to occur in that lineal space between sleep and wakefulness and that they're almost always accompanied by strong emotional reactions. She found that hilarious and called it foolish. Despite the fact that she drove me absolutely bonkers, I told her that three people had actually died there, one in the hallway and two in the room. Rita, as per usual, was laughing at me. The rest of my friends, notably Anna, found it fascinating and extremely unsettling. A friend of mine wondered whether Rita and I were trying to pull a fast one on them. I still had no idea if Rita was joking or if a murder actually occurred in the hotel. After all, it's not every day that you go looking for information about past murders in a hotel before you book a room. My other buddy, I promised that Rita's information was fresh to me and that I did not know and we were not playing a joke. There was a vibrating from the bedroom door, but I informed my companion that what I felt was simply a feeling because I was it was stronger in the hole than where I was sitting. Due to the late hour, we headed back to the hotel to freshen ourselves before hitting the clubs. Even though I didn't want to, I had to return to the hotel because I left my party outfit and makeup there. And it had been a lot of work to convince my parents to let me stay the night. A mistake I realized the next day. When I returned to the hotel, I experienced the same range of feelings as my initial arrival and departure. The bedroom was where I experienced the greatest surge of feelings within the space itself. Two different people's emotions hit me. A woman's grief and fear and a man's rage. I didn't feel comfortable in the space, so I dashed to the restroom to get dressed and apply my makeup. Kelly and I both went to the restroom at the same time, and I remember her asking if I was okay. I explained that I had been sensing the dead's feelings in the bedroom and that they included a lot of anger, which made me feel uneasy. 
She assured me that we were leaving soon and that when we returned, she would be my sleeping companion. It was quite kind of her and I appreciated it very much. After the event at the hotel, my friends and I went partying and had a lot of fun. We didn't even think about our room for several hours. Over the course of the evening, everyone but Anna, Mary, Kelly, and Rita and I went home. After staying out until about 2.30 in the morning, we called a cab and headed back to the hotel. Being back at the hotel brought back the emotions I had earlier. And Rita's jokes about my situation didn't help matters. Although nobody else was laughing. We returned to our hotel room, changed into our pajamas, shared one last nightcap before turning in, knowing well that I would wake up with a hangover the following day. I nevertheless agreed to it since I'd had enough of the feelings these spirits were projecting and just wanted to get some rest and kind of take the edge off. That's where we're going to pause the preview portion of this week's EPP bonus episode of Real Ghost Stories Online to hear the rest of what goes on on this bachelorette party weekend. It continues and it gets dark and it gets weird and realizations are made. Yeah, become an extra podcast person to hear that plus our other story where it makes you wonder... Have you ever been in a situation where you've been in a place and the energy of the room or the building is off? So off that it pulls you down into a depressive state over time, making you angry, temperamental, even violent when it's not your personality? That's what happens to a group of young women who decide to become roommates in a haunted apartment. We got that story for you as well. To get access to that and all 424 bonus episodes, the Archive of Ghost Stories, which is thousands of episodes that have fallen off of all the podcast players, iTunes, etc., as well as advanced episodes of the show, all commercial free. Become an extra podcast person. Sign up. Ghostpodcast.com is where you can go to do that or through Patreon and the Patreon app. The link is at ghostpodcast.com or if you already got the Patreon app up, just search Real Ghost Stories Online. All four words, Real Ghost Stories Online. You'll find us there. $5 a month gets you access to all the bonus material and you help to keep our program on the air. Ghostpodcast.com to get yourself hooked up there. Until next time, for all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruschi. Thanks for listening.